Welcome back once again to Fine Beats and Cheeses, the podcast that says maybe you shouldn't go punching aliens in the face. I don't know. My name is Leslie Gray Streeter. I am a columnist for the Baltimore Banner, a film buff, an author, and a person who has so much to say about this ridiculous movie we're going to be talking about. And you are my co-host. I am Lynn Streeter Childress. I make theater for young audiences and others. It's all about social emotional stuff. And I think that 90s Bill Pullman is Ugh. the finest of the Bill Pullman. I mean, fine as in he was hot. Ugh. And I loved him. Ugh. I still love him. He's still a great actor, but I was he was in his bag in the 90s. Um, we are here as always with producer Sam. Woo. Producer <laughs> Sam. And we have a smart, not that I guest on Always Smart, but we have a guest that like, like really like knows the things. Um, yes, can you uh, introduce yourself? Uh, hello, and thank you both for having me. Um, my name is David Neary. Um, I am a uh, media preservation specialist. Uh, I live in Brooklyn, uh, New York. Um, I work currently at the Whitney Museum of American Art, where I uh, work on the preservation of and access to uh, video, film, and digital artworks. But uh, I have a side hustles in film criticism, and I just watch a lot of movies, really. That is amazing. And as a former film critic and a person who writes at large about pop culture and things like that, what you do is so important because we need to have access to these things. I have a very good friend, uh, Scott Iman, who is a uh, film historian and author um, who's written a lot of books about his new books about Charlie Chaplin. He just this mm -hmm. is and he's very big. The Turner Turner Classic Movies crowd loves this guy. Um, and so I've had many, many conversations about the importance of film preservation, not just as art, but as history. I mean, art mm -hmm. and history really are the same thing, but it's that when we lose these things and we if you if you want to piss him off, you'll go, colorization, and he'll go. <laughs> It's terrible. But anyway, so David, can you tell us what we were talking about today? Uh, we are talking about uh, Roland Emmerich's 1996 sci-fi epic Independence Day. That's um, a lot. I, yeah, that's a, a favorite of mine from, I was about uh, 11 or 12 when it came out. And I remember seeing it um, home in Dublin in the now long 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 since uh, <laughs> uh destroyed screen cinema um and it is um it's a movie i revisit all the time it's it's just it's it just it cheers me up in so many ways um and i i just it it, it has a, a balance of kind of like self-seriousness and absurdity that is very very hard to come by and hard to get that right and that watchable it's interesting. Before we started recording, David had said that he had friends who somehow had missed this. And to me, Independence Day is because, you know, being in the 90s, we were in our 20s when this came out. But it was ubiquitous. Like everyone saw Titanic, mm. whether you liked it or not. Everyone <laughs> saw um, Independence Day. It was those big tent mm -hmm. movies that you went yeah. to see and you didn't really question if you were going to go see it. You talked about what you thought about it when you left, but everybody that I knew saw this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, I think it's, um, uh, I mean, I, after Jurassic Park, you know, Jurassic Park, then the Lion King, then like Independence Day, which is you know, just this, these kind of these, yeah, these films when, when blockbusters, Blockbusters rarely feel like events like that anymore, but no. uh, yeah, I I think Marvel had a moment um, mm -hmm. where and there if you're in certain genres like certainly like when Black Panther came out the first one it was not oh, only absolutely. was it big mm -hmm. but you know black people showed up dressed up I went the day it came out we were going it was a situation and so there was like because we are so segmented now with the digital thing and you know after quarantine not past COVID because it's still happening but um everything so many of these things have become an individualized experience but being in I saw Independence Day the day it came out in York Pennsylvania I saw it with a bunch of friends and to be having this moment knowing that everybody around the world was having this moment at the same time was really spectacular because we were, we had a monoculture of a sort then 
that just does not exist now. Certainly. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and, you know, I think, I think there was a, um, that was Time magazine, one of, one of the big magazines, mm -hmm. you know, had um, uh, put Independence Day on its front cover. And mm -hmm. I think the headline is something like, you know, sci-fi is back, you know, and it's, you, you think, wow, did sci-fi really go away? And then, I, you know, it did, you know, after after the original Star Wars trilogy, there's kind of this dearth of science fiction. Um, you know, you'll get, um, you'll get, uh, you know, Star Trek Next Generation, obviously huge. And, you know, you, you do have these things that pop up, but like uh, until, until you get to Jurassic Park, which, which is sci-fi, but not sci-fi in the, you know, the aliens. You, galactic, yeah, ex yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Independence Day just hits and yeah. And then you get, you know, Roland Emmerich and Michael Bay comes along very shortly afterwards. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, um, and then, and then you have then the Star Wars. Yeah. And Star and Wars then, comes back and yeah. Yes. In the late nineties. But yeah, mm -hmm. I think the set, I mean, we all know that show business is a business and that they're not going to make a lot of things if they don't think there's a precedence for it to make money. So I had not really thought of that, but I imagine Independence Day really was a a test, you know, as it were, mm -hmm. for are the are people still interested in this? You mentioned Star Trek Next Generation. There is obviously a callback. Uh, there's a cast member who does not bode, does not <laughs> end well. Um in both those poor data poor poor data um in this movie but can you tell us david what this movie is about so uh independence day um is uh it's set over the july 4th weekend um so it starts on the morning of july 2nd and ends on the night of um um of july 4th and uh basically um aliens uh, so <laughs> aliens. aliens come uh the first thing that happens is um the movie is it's part like action adventure part disaster movie um and the first like half hour of the film is really just the like, sort of slow crawl of mm -hmm. the alien spaceships towards earth um and like the first signs that there's something coming are the fact that um the aliens use uh, a, a human satellites, um, human built satellites to kind of send messages to their various spaceships because uh, they're on other sides of the earth and they need to like so literally just create aliens. a network. Yes, absolutely. They're using um, our satellites. They're yeah. using our satellites. And the and the way that the way it demonstrates this is that like everybody's TV signal starts getting scrambled, but in this really clever way that doesn't look like normal scrambling. It's actually normal scrambling is always left to right and it's it's mm -hmm. vertical uh scrambling. Um and um so uh, so basically it's it, we are introduced like a series of characters kind of all over uh, North America uh including our our incredibly sexy president Bill Pullman and oh um so um and then our incredibly sexy uh, uh, uh tech specialist um uh David played by um, good god by Jeff Goldblum, man. Jeff Goldblum, sorry, yes, and uh, and then and then at maybe his sexiest ever, Will Smith, um, as a so hot um, right now, as so a, as right a fighter now. pilot. Um, <laughs> and one of the things I love about this movie is um, it because it starts on the morning, um, and it's kind of about the experience of North America mm. getting attacked by aliens. Um, you're introduced to characters as they wake up. Yes. Um, so it starts on the East Coast um, and you have, you know, your New York and your Washington characters waking up. And Will Smith, who's his character starts in um, in California, actually doesn't appear in the movie until nearly 25 minutes in mm -hmm. um, <sighs> because, you know, it's not he, there's no reason for him to be awake yet. And so by the time he's wow. actually waking up, the aliens are already in position. Yes. Uh, and yes. he like is, you know, uh, I don't know if he's hung over or he's, he's exhausted. I think he's, you know, he's 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 a he's a. Um, He's a he's a fighter pilot, so he, you know it's it's his day off. It's the you know, the holiday weekend, right? Uh, and I mean the whole the whole thing is that he's he there's a there's a scene where like he's you know near death and uh, and he's just there. I'm supposed to be at a barbecue right now. Yes. Um, yes. And uh, so basically, all of the um, the aliens just one by one destroy every major city using these like <laughs> single explosion lasers um, that are with incredible incredible effects and that just still yes. look amazing. I today. was just about to say because there's yeah. some parts like there's the fight um, scene in the beginning with the jet pilots where it looks like Space Invaders. It looks really mm -hmm. cheesy, but then yeah. you'll have things like I, I we will say not a spoiler alert. Americans in this incredibly stupid. So um there's oh my gosh. 
where they go, we're going to go up to the top of this uh, skyscraper and welcome the aliens. And Vivica Fox, who plays a stripper with a heart of gold, who is Will Smith's girlfriend, um, single mother. I've been writing a series for the Baltimore Banner about single mothers so mm -hmm. and archetypes. So boy, did that irritate me. But there she is, single mother, heart of gold, stripper. And so she says to her little dumb stripper friend, don't go up on top of that building. I have a bad feeling about this. Friend's like, it's fine. Well, can I tell you something, though, about there and if we jump around in in um in a chronology in the movie mm -hmm. but what i love though about vivica fox's character is when she meets the first lady yes and she says you're a dancer and she goes oh ballet and she goes no exotic yeah but she goes oh i'm sorry and she goes no don't feel sorry for it i don't feel sorry about it oh it's great and that and that was very forward um, in, in 1996 where we yes. are now with with um people acknowledging that that's work and sex work is work and it, and it I, that was so like against stripper with a heart of gold but that she wasn't ashamed of it she Even was they not were, they were the part where harry connick jr um sorry billy um says um you know they're not going to advance you if you marry a stripper um but she didn't care because that's who she was and I don't know. Just when you said that, that just reminded me. I thought that that watching this again, that that was pretty cool. It, it was pretty cool. I just it's more like because you see that the it's the that the type exists. Yeah, so they turn it on its head. But um, anyway, so Vivica Fox says to her dumb friend, "Don't go up and be dumb on top of this building." Her dumb friend goes, "No, it's great." And she's oh, got you this know people would do that though. They have you know their welcome alien signs. So there are some people who would do that. You know. I mean, the um, people there are people who are going back to fire festival. Mm -hmm. So yes, yeah. people mm -hmm. are. <laughs> so people will do things just so they can say they were there, that they did it. Yeah. And this was pre-social media. So imagine what would it be that now people will be like Instagramming, look at me and the aliens. Yeah. You know? And they'd still be dead and really. Hashtag stupid. welcome. And boof. Dead. boof. So yeah, they, uh... They they what? get they get like properly nuked. It's it's like the, the the I mean I you have all seen if 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 people listening have not seen never seen even <laughs> gifs of this movie then I mean uh. good 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 for you for being disconnected from social media because it's uh, you know <laughs> um, but uh, the 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 way the buildings explode the um it's 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 pure showmanship but the aliens like position themselves over major monuments so yes. like the epicenter basically the lasers shoot straight down and then explode outwards yes. so once over the empire state building shoots like straight down through this empire state building actual model they built of the empire state building that they explode that's why it looks wow. so good you know um and um and then you know the uh the the the, the flames like going through the avenues of new york or you know yes. from uh, from the white house outwards um and or from downtown los angeles it's it's it it just looks so great but it's it's like actually scary it's actually it's so loud and um and uh, the ripples the literal both literal and Figure, figurative ripples of those explosions we had talked about um when david and lynn and i were talking about what we were going to talk about we talked about like disaster movies and you know as he pointed out um this is part disaster movie for those of you who were not alive in the 70s or do not understand the we huge phenomenon that was disaster movies one of the things is that they had all-star casts and some of them were going to die. So when you were watching a movie in 1970, 1975, and you're watching The Towering Inferno or Airport or whatever, and you're going- Poseidon Adventure. Poseidon Adventure, Adventure, you're going, yeah. well, surely Shelley Winters is a very big star. <laughs> Nothing <laughs> bad will happen to her. And so in this movie, in Independence Day, spoiler alert, Many of your faves gone die. Um, mm -hmm. that Harvey Firestein did first couple, you know, half first half an hour of the movie. Um, Mary McConnell from who had just been nominated for an Oscar for several years, four years earlier for dancing, five years earlier for dancing with wolves, did. Um, wow, data did, mm -hmm. DED did like and it made animatronic for an alien, my meld with him, and then did. So, so much death. And so that was one of the fun for me. So it's like, once it's on, Harry Connick Jr., D-E-D, -E -D, did. 
Um, and so when you're watching these movies and you realize that everything's off the table, you have no idea what's going to happen. That part of the experience of this is that anybody could die. It's really cool. Cause that yeah, makes absolutely. it like, it's not predictable. Um, yeah, no, the, the, you know, the, the final, the final sequence, um, I was going to have a tiny bit of loop back, but like the, the final sequence, you know, you really, not only do you really not you're really not certain that the main characters are going to survive but they're super convinced that they're not going to survive yeah, uh, yeah. There's, there's there's a really great like making peace with uh making peace with the fact that there's there's just no hope for them but that maybe they can still save the day um and i really love that about this film um so um the way basically after 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 the aliens uh destroy the major cities and start going to the smaller cities um um and this is also happening all around the world but the film just kind of kind of ignores that for the most part um by the time um all of the characters kind of meet together uh, actually the the uh, another kind of just very just clever uh addition to the plot is that uh, um the government has still has a ufo left over from roswell yes. um so the the military all and all of our other characters assemble at area 51 and regroup there and then with enough aircraft and um enough uh technology from the original 1950s uh a roswell spacecraft to uh to you know launch a kind of a guerrilla uh, attack against mm -hmm. um against the aliens it's in one of one of my, another just i love a lot of things about this movie but one thing i really love is um uh you know it's in many ways a remake of war of the worlds um yes. and yes. war of the worlds uh which um you know one of the like you know the just cornerstones of early science fiction um you know has this has this idea that the aliens they in their hubris you know invade earth and just didn't even check the atmosphere that there might be creatures and other things in the atmosphere that would be toxic to them and they all just get covid and die and um that's the ending of the original war of the worlds and you know, when you update that, you know, um, when Steven Spielberg updated in the early 2000s, he, he 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 opted to keep that ending. Independence Day takes a different virus, which is a computer virus. Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff Goldblum's wow. character basically uses the the software from the uh, the Roswell craft, develops a um, a, uh, a a code that that uh, that disables um, uh, the um, the the their their these spaceships have these like you know electronic uh, force fields and um, and then using uh, Will Smith's uh, piloting powers they fly their craft into the mothership, upload the code and disable all of the shields giving uh, giving the you know the 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 pilots of Earth a chance to uh, yes. to take out the uh, the aliens and it's. Um, you know, it, it 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 all of our all of our supporting cast are 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 well, no, half of our supporting cast are are pilots from some period of their life. Mm -hmm, We've got a mm -hmm. a, a drunken crop duster um, oh and uh, played by Randy Quaid. Um, so back when, wild, right? Yeah, yeah. Back when you you could you could stand to look at Randy Quaid. Oh and, Jesus! Um, Seriously. Um, and uh, and then of course our president, who's like it's you know he he campaigned on his on his military record as a pilot. Yes. So the president's you know suits up you know and this is years before um, George W. Bush would kind of you know campaign uh -huh. on his you know I had a bit of a helicopter something or other record. I yeah um, and um, so yeah so you at the end you have like all of your heroes in different spacecrafts oh, or, or 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 planes um, just you know launching missiles doing their best and you know it's. Uh, it's got one hell of a like July Fourth happy ending, you know. It does. I have to say that I I'm been a frequent guest on a podcast called Sixty Songs That Explain the Nineties, and it's now more than a hundred songs. They just keep going. <laughs> but part of what we talk about, Harav Harvilla, the uh, host, and I have talked about, and other guests have talked about too, is that when you have a movie or a set of music or things that define a decade, so much of how you take it is how old you were. Right. When you came into it and what context you see it in. So, for instance, people in their 20s watching Independence Day now might not understand that Randy Quaid was once not just a weird crackpot, but an actual bankable actor. Mm -hmm. He was a person who was a incredibly reliable character actor who, when you saw him, you went, okay, he's going to be funny. He was not like a crazy person 
you know, um, convicted of breaking into people's houses and kept out of the country and hiding in Canada. He was not that guy yet. So you're, if you discover it and know who Randy Quaid is, you're like, who put him in this movie? It's like everybody did, baby. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, and it's interesting too watching anything with Will Smith in it post mm. Oscars slap horrible thing, right? Is none of it takes away from how freaking charismatic he is and how Mm -hmm. that was the beginning right of the reliable will smith july 4th movies right absolutely this is uh independence day is the first film with a black lead to ever top the box office Mm. whoa yeah um, you know, it it, it is an ens- it is an ensemble, you know, but Will Smith is is first build, you know, and yes. uh, it's it's yes. like he is he is he is the lead, um, and he is the star uh, that they were you know that they were banking on, and um, Emmerich apparently had to fight to 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 to, to get him, but uh, I mean, you know, it's it's just it's such a not that he wasn't already a star, you know, I mean, he was you know, Fresh Prince was had 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 been so amazing and i think bad boys is a year earlier than this but it, like this I is this so, is earlier, yeah. this is just like br- bringing him to every you know bad boys is 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 is, is an adult action movie you know whereas this is uh this is you know yeah will will smith is everyone's hero after this um well, and can i ask you this too as someone who is 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 from europe is from ireland <laughs> How do you feel about the rah-rah American, Americans are going to kick everybody's yeah. butts thing? Because I know, again, it's Independence Day. How dare you do this right before our holiday that shows how special and wonderful we are? Mm-hmm. How do you, what's interesting, how do you... Um, other people see, I know a little bit about that, this American rah, rah, rah. Mm. And what do you think about that in terms of this movie? Yeah, I mean, this is a conversation I've had many times over the years. Um, and um, uh, I think there's there's a couple of things to take. First of all, you know, in 1996, um America had a better standing in the world, uh, I think, mm. uh, uh, largely. And I, I think that, so, you know, there was maybe, maybe a little bit of a, like, you know, Mm-hmm, sure uh, about it but you know i think um uh for the most part you know it's it's you know that's it's a it's a big budget action movie it's gonna be um i think here's the thing i am in i'm in no way convinced that roland emmerich buys into any of this uh mm-hmm. roland emmerich is a queer german filmmaker mm-hmm. uh who is just just loves big drama and big explosions and big, you know, just, he just kind of, he has a a sort of a camp sensibility that Mm -hmm. just leaks into, into his work. And um, I've just never been fully convinced that he buys it other than that he accepts that it's very entertaining. And then on addition to that, the, the, so the movie before the final battle, um, uh bill pullman gives this like wonderfully delivered over the top speech oh, um, that is like both rousing and extraordinarily cheesy at the same time i was re-listening to it on on, on tuesday night and it's just it's yeah um it is it it's is so cheesy and it's so earnest at the same time um but um but the the line he delivers is that like you know uh because you know he's speaking to all the nations of the world to you know send their their aircraft at the aliens simultaneously um in order to kind of you know strike while the iron's hot and um and he says you know this this will be you know this this day will will we will, 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 will we celebrate our independence day referring to all all the world you know all the world who are now who will be independent from uh, um and it's so it's i think there's an idea there well it's you know it's 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 a it's a little um it's uh it's a little you know tacked on at the end but mm-hmm. the idea being that you know that's you know, uh, hu- 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 humanity coming together is is better than than just America going it alone. Yes, I will have very quick aside. So my son recently this week had lice. It was terrible. It was awful. So I'm reading the bottom the bottle of of Rid, which is the mm-hmm. mach- yep. the very medicated thing that you use, and it said if, <laughs> if the first treatment does not work, 
do not retreat. And I'm exhausted and tired. I've literally have everything in my house has been like washed and whatever. And we're like doing a thing. Mm -hmm. And I go, that's right. We will not retreat. And I'm literally going, <laughs> we will not go into the night. And I'm quoting Bill Pullman. I realized it meant, no, no, no. Don't retreat, like re hyphen treat. Don't treat again. I'm like, okay, never mind. Sorry. But I was like, that's right. They won't win. You lice and aliens and terrible people. And it was none really, I, 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 none of you. And I, it's like, oh, never mind. I'm not Bill Pullman. I'm stepping back off of my um, microphone now. Thank you. Right. Small bugs and big bugs. Like the aliens. None like of the them. aliens. Oh, and I'm none watching it. As we're watching, as I'm rewatching it, as this is on, as we're speaking, and he just, as I'm talking, was giving that speech oh, because right. it was amazing. And once again, Bill Pullman has never been hotter. He was he was in so many movies in the '90s where it's like you're not in love with that guy. You're really mm -hmm. in love with this guy. It's like, no, have you seen Bill Pullman in 1993, Meg Ryan? Come yeah, on he, now, right? That and well, a movie that no one talks about malice have you ever seen malice i've oh. seen malice yeah that's that's one of I... my and i almost don't want to give it away if no one that i won't spoil for people if you've never seen malice but he plays this earnest professor puppy dog who does things people don't a former student. The, the person mm -hmm. who wins and um that was that's who he was that's who he did my favorite movie is while you were sleeping i love while you were sleeping oh it's so good it's it's yeah. my, it's my one of my it's a christmas movie that and die hard fight me um but um <laughs> it's but true. yeah so you're so one of the things about this movie that really got me is the claustrophobia of not even the skies being safe yeah. that was so big like you look up into the sky and it's just covered by these giant things that are coming to get you and you can't escape the sky that was mm -hmm. so wrong mm -hmm. right you can't escape the sky it's there and you yeah, can't dude. escape the sky private skies i'm sorry i won't do it anymore it's it's always going to happen though sam's like oh lord here she goes but anyway um the the fight the final battle happens you know underneath the 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 one of the major spaceships and um yeah. it happens during the day but it looks like it's nighttime right because the spaceship itself is actually blocking out the sun it's deep man it's deep. also it's, I like go ahead Lynn no no but the, yeah that's wild that really um really got me is that really nowhere to run to nowhere to hide kind of a thing um yeah, that was wild. I also want to talk about, we mentioned Will Smith and his status as a, at that point, against the odds leading man in an international sense, because they have saying mm -hmm. black people don't sell movies overseas. The fact that this movie was very consciously multicultural, that mm -hmm. um, you have a, a black lead and his girlfriend, you've got uh, Randy Quaid's children are Latino. Um, so you have uh, biracial Latino children. You've got uh, very uh, Judd Hirsch in the almost offensively over the top Jewish granddad character. Um, and so he and Jeff Goldblum are very. In case you missed, they were Jewish. They were here's Judd Hirsch again to remind you. You know, you're Michigana, you're whatever. It's like, oh my God, stop. But so they went out of their way to make this an inclusive cast of heroes, mm -hmm. which I thought, particularly for the time, was very um was was very prescient and very novel, I thought. I'm definitely seeing kind of where where America was going. Um, I mean compared compared to, you know, Jurassic Park glorious movie also jeff goldblum um is he which movie is he sexier in good debate oh um, lord but, uh, um, the, the but answer no, is yes that is the answer <laughs> yes <laughs> um but you know i mean you know jurassic park is is almost is like you know a a a nine nine ninety percent uh uh 95 96 percent white white cast you know and and uh, i mean sam jackson samuel jackson but yeah it doesn't end well yeah, exactly, um, and um, and certainly, you know, tenth build or 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 what have you was here, you know, um, right? 
um and yeah will i said will smith like right at the top and and just and being used at like in like the, uh, like understanding what will smith's charm is all about mm. and it's just all on form here you know his you know he um he takes down he's the first person to take down an alien mm. and um kind of out, <laughs> outwits it in in midair um and blinds it and crashes and the alien like comes out of the um out of the uh, the the spacecraft, and you know, the first thing Will Smith does is like smashes it right in the face with his fist, yeah. and uh, delivers the line "Welcome to Earth," uh, oh, which is it. you know it's so cheesy, but he he hits it out of the park, you know. He um, just there is, and I think that the people want to get like my son is ten, and he was eight and a half when the Oscar thing happened, so he was aware mm-hmm. of Will Smith because he'd seen The Fresh Prince, he'd seen reruns or whatever, so. Literally, we're watching this. He should not have been awake, but we're watching this going, what is happening? And I kept trying to explain to him, Will Smith is the was at one point the biggest movie star in the world. Mm-hmm. In the world. He's not just a dude who slapped a guy. He's the biggest movie star in the world. And so when, once again, you understand these things in context, it makes so much sense that for years he didn't, he couldn't miss. So when something like Wild Wild West comes out, which is, terrible and i will never forgive it because lynn knows that's terrible one of my my favorite tv shows and i Mm -hmm. have been waiting for years for this to be a movie and that's what they do with it and like and they'll never make another one i believe he turned down the matrix to make that that's the story uh, i've heard whoa yeah bad just to quote (laughs) lisa Loeb, no 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 bad it's terrible it's also interesting too what i like is that not only did it have will smith who what and so what this was 96 when did fresh prince end like around 94 95 okay right so he wasn't long out of fresh prince Mm. is that he wasn't this just wisecracking like private he was a captain and he was accomplished i mean again he wasn't getting the rank that he wanted but he was pretty high up again he was the captain he was pretty well respected and 96 it ended a month before the two months before this movie came out wow there we go yep so i love that he was a young accomplished person in this Mm -hmm. movie and not a lot of times black characters were like the guy who yucked it up and somehow he stumbled his way into being a hero. No, he right. was a freaking mm-hmm. hero. He's the, it's and, the janitor. It's the, you know, the whatever, and it's the and it's a buffoonish role. Yes, right. it's L O Cool J and um, uh, which movie? Uh, Anna, uh Deep Blue Sea. Deep yeah, Blue right. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Which we want. My son and I went on a tangent of shark movies. Um, and so funny. He knows who Samuel L. Jackson is because of um. My Marble movies. Marble? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there with my hand on my mouth because he's giving the Bill Pullman speech. He's giving the we will not retreat, whatever. And the shark's so sick of his crap and just eats him. And <laughs> and my son goes, what? What? He goes, he's giving his speech. I go, yeah, the shark was tired of it. He was like, you shark know, what? Hear no more. the shark was like, I'm I've been, I'm trying to wait to eat you, but you won't stop talking. <laughs> And now I have to eat you once again. That's one of those movies where people, I mean, everybody almost dies in that movie. Like L. Cool J and Thomas Jane are the only people that Saffron Burroughs gives her life. But like um, just everyone you've ever heard of in that movie dies. And it's glorious. It's such a great movie because it's so tacky and it's so terrible. And the sharks are just like laughing at you basically. I mean, that's the that's the alien trick, right? Because like Sigourney Weaver was the only actor in Alien that people that wasn't known before Alien, you know, and she's the only oh. one who survives, right? And then she's the oh. movie, she's the biggest name, now, you know. Now uh, she's, right. she's the biggest name in that movie, but uh, she certainly oh. wasn't then. Um, exactly. I will never forget. Um, of all the people in that movie, Veronica Cartwright's face when the alien comes out of John Hurt's stomach because mm-hmm. the blood. They didn't tell them exactly yeah. when it was going to happen. So they're reacting in real time. They know it's happening because they know what movie they're in. It's called Alien. But, <laughs> you know, right? But it ha- happens. And just, I-, I love acting so much. I love writing and I love watching actors who act 
so well. And once again, having these either recognizable or at least well-seasoned people in this movie, like Yafit Koto, mm-hmm. um, and going, oh, oh, wait a minute, what? And having no idea, because those of you, if you're listening to this, if you're younger, and you now Alien and Aliens, it's a well-trod thing. It's been made fun of. It's been mocked. It's been duplicated. It's been the whole thing. There was no template for that movie when it came out. Long. In 1979? 79, yeah. Yes. 70, yeah, 79. So there was no template for that film at that time. And... It changed it. So, yeah. So yeah. I... Um, I it, it's just hard to to because you say you want to see things for the first time watching Jaws with my son and not saying anything about it because I wanted him to experience right or Indy with the boulder the boulder you know uh right. chasing Indiana Jones and I just had to do this because my son is like because oh, you can't replace those those moments okay so Independence Day oh sorry no, no, I was going to say, yeah, look back to Independence Day, yeah. but I love no, this whole conversation, it, but yes. Independence Day, like, has this amazing alien reference uh, to, like, to, to Ridley Scott's alien, where they are, they are dissecting uh, the, um, oh, the, yeah. the, the alien that, um, that Will Smith has captured, and the aliens, they look huge, but they're actually basically kind of wearing, like, bio exosuits, um, so they're actually really small, they're very, like, classic creepy gray aliens but inside mm-hmm. these kind of like mech suits um but the mech suits are kind of fleshy so it has a scene where um Brent Spiner from from Star Trek uh, who plays the like the the basically the the alien geek who's been studying aliens his whole life um and he's like dissecting it down the middle and then it just kind of bursts open like a rib cage and there's just all this like like very similar to the inside of the eggs in in alien that is sort of this flesh and um it's uh and then the creature just like his head just bursts out you know it's it's um it's uh it's a very scary sequence i remember being like properly you know i said i was i was very small and then it you know captures brent spiner and and you know manipulates his voice and yeah, and yeah, yeah. For those scary and what's scary, not well, I was gonna say scarier. I was gonna talk about the people who are in the other room watching, but no, it was scarier for Brent Spiner. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that so again, the movie, they're like, oh, I wonder what's happening in there. Anyone heard from there? You just sort of see like smoke, like they can't really like see what's happening. And all of a sudden. But Spiner gets slammed up against yes, the yes. observation window. And then you see that he has an alien hand wrapped around his neck, yes. a tentacle wrapped around his neck. Um, and oh, I love that scene where he's like, well, what do you want us to do? We're trying to help you. When, you know, Bill Pullman's trying to be, that's that scene, right? He's trying to be yes, all dipl- diplomatic. diplomatic. Mm-hmm. You know, what can we work together, have a peace? And he's like, no peace. Well, what do you want us to do? Die. Die. Mm, so good. Love it. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, y'all. But, and for um, once again, for our younger uh, listeners, um, if you're out there, Brett Spiner, it affected us because we knew that he was the lovable robot commander Data from Star Trek Next Generation. So Data is a, a, a beautiful soul who's learning to have a soul and understand how it is to be, wants to be human and that kind of thing. So the fact that Data gets killed by aliens is so shocking. Oh, yeah, it's wild. It was wild, but also because he is an actor who played a character that had such goodwill. If there was a person that everybody loved on that series, it was okay. Data. And yeah, so that, yeah, go ahead. The character, the characters kind of make it like like feels a little bit making fun of the sorts of nerds who were like extreme yeah. Star Trek fans <laughs> at the time. I I'm going to surprise you, Leslie. He doesn't die. Oh, uh, Brent Spiner repla- replays the role. What in the 2016 sequel Independence what? Day Resurgence? Um, How does that happen? How is he not I, dead? Uh, he so. For, <laughs> He is the 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 plot is that the aliens the you know aliens invade again. I just want to clarify. I I watched this movie as 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 a research for this uh, podcast, and <laughs> I do I do not recommend anyone listening with with as much passion as I recommend anyone who hasn't seen Independence Day sees Independence Day. I recommend anyone who has not seen Independence Day Resurgence not see Independence Day Resurgence. Um, but uh, 
Uh, no, uh, the the aliens in, invading all of their like equipment starts waking up again. Um, and Brent Spiner, who's been in a coma for 20 years, no. wakes up because he kind of mind melded with the alien during that scene. And he gets way more spring, screen time, like way, way, way more screen time in the sequel. Um, he's also canonically gay uh, in, in it. He has a partner. Uh, nice. Who's, um, yeah, his, 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 who's who's been his nurse for uh, for the last twenty years, and it's the uh, one of one of the the few things I like about the about, about this terrible terrible sequel. Um, Mind, but they go Hello. over to him, and he's like, "What Signal did in movies, where his mm-hmm. eyes are wide open and he's not moving." Lynn, Alien it's a, coma. It's Maybe a movie about wild. aliens, y'all. We're going. What is the logical thing to happen in this movie where Brent Spiner is mind melded with that? Yeah, it's a thing. I think that is wild. Oh, another person in this movie who I love is the Baldwin. That's not a Baldwin. Is is Anna Baldwin, who is not one of the Alex Stephen yeah. Daniel. Baldwin. He he's crazy now too, but who, who Adam Baldwin is? Yeah, unfortunately, oh, no. I'm sorry. I so I knew thing. Adam Adam Baldwin was in uh, Firefly eighties with my bodyguard. and and Firefly, which is in Serenity, two right. of my favorite things, and Chuck, 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 wonderful movie. Mm-hmm. Um, with also Television another show, problematic yeah. lead, uh, Zachary Levi is now. Why is everybody problematic? I um, just didn't know. <laughs> but I loved him in this movie. Um, so good looking and so dashing and so mm-hmm. like that archetypal, you know, um, doesn't have to say a lot, but he knows what to do and you trust him um, because he's the guy. And yes, you know, we have to talk about Americans, our reliance on people with guns and our telegraphing of people who know how to shoot people as the people that you want to be around as the cool people but um he was he was really great and he played that part very well um before the podcast started recording we talked about margaret Collin, who never did what i thought she was she's an amazing actor um you might know her as um blair waldor's mom in the original gossip girl series also margo from as the world turns the original margo uh, from Azrael Turns, but she plays uh, Jeff Goldblum's estranged uh, wife, and the chief of staff. What is she exactly? She's some I think sort of she's, advisor. Um, I think she's uh, like head of communications or you know um, press secretary, something like that. Okay. But, uh, but they're they're I mean they're they're the two of them are have such good chemistry. Oh, um, such good chemistry. She and Goldblum. Yeah. And I had forgotten about that part of the movie. Again, I don't even know if I've seen this whole movie. Twice. I know I saw it when it came out and then I've just seen scenes of it, but I don't know if I've ever watched it through twice. If I can't, I, I I've mm-hmm. seen it at least five if times. I so I had forgotten about the beef between Jeff Goldblum and Bill Pullman. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is that he had accused Jeff Goldblum's character, David, had accused his wife of having an affair with the president. When that that hadn't happened, but basically she chose her career, which she said was a very promising. It wasn't just like she chose no career is bad, right? But she chose what she thought was like a calling over that, and she thought that he wasn't living up the David the Jeff Goldblum character wasn't living up to his potential. You could have done so many things, Um, but um, yeah, I'd forgotten about like that beef with yes. him and it would also as a mom with was very concerning was the poor the small child that got uh buried around the whole movie i mean they had to because well, Vivica Fox child up. or or his child both two small children both small mm-hmm. children but i was thinking at first about may whitman about yes. the president's kid about how they're like standing talking to people in era 51 and she's standing there because there's nowhere else for her to be they don't have like a sitter she mm-hmm. has to be there and that so that struck me the little boy who played vivica fox's son also played nikki um will's co- baby cousin on fresh prince what yeah that was little nikki no, I didn't remember that. I'm watching yeah. right now. There's the scene and we'll go. One of the things that I think that for a ridiculous action movie, there were some moments of humanity, like, well, a couple of them where in the beginning, when you meet Brent Spiner's character and he's like, this is so cool. Cool things have been happening. And 
Bull Pullman goes, a lot of people have died. It's not cool. So sorry. And at the end, when Randy Quaid's character, spoiler, um, you know, flies into the uh, face of the alien ship because he had said he'd been kidnapped years before in Vietnam and now it was happening again. And everyone's cheering. And his son has just watched his father die. And everyone else is cheering. Yay, we got him. And he's there. And Adam Baldwin's character says, you know, you should be proud or whatever. Because mm -hmm. it remembers in these moments of crazy humans exist and losses happening. Although I will say that the first lady dies and they don't talk about her no more. They don't have time to. <laughs> Sorry. Here they don't go. have time to. So the other thing, so Leslie lives in Baltimore City, uh, and I live in Annapolis, Maryland, which is about 35, 40 minutes away. And the quickest way to get to Leslie's house is through a tunnel, is through mm -hmm. the bottom of Washington Tunnel. And I forever, ever, ever will, am looking for the secret door because of Vivica Fox. In this movie, <laughs> they get stranded in a tunnel and everybody's running and like stuff is you know, coming through and things are blowing up and cars are being... Mm -hmm. turned over and Vivica Fox, her son and their wonder dog um, find like a secret passageway door or whatever in the tunnel and since that movie almost 30 years ago I still when I go through tunnels look for the secret door because if things go down yeah. I want to be Vivica Fox. Yeah, they're, 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 she she and her son hide in there and the dog doesn't get out of the car doesn't because the dog doesn't <laughs> understand what's going on and the literal fireball from the from the alien laser is like cu coming up the tunnel and she calls for um she calls for the dog and the dog like in like one of those moments that's just like designed to make an audience cheer and you can tell if you're with a good audience for this movie whether they cheer mm -hmm. or not at this but the dog like jumps through the door of this like yeah this mechanical closet um just as the fireball comes by and then the dog survives the rest of the movie Plummo dogs man there were um mm -hmm. what were we talking about the other day that movie um homeward bound mm -hmm. came up and poor shadow you know don amici Limping along, he's too old, you know. I'm so old. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, uh, oh my god, I love that movie. It just that that movie incidentally came out. That movie came out, and then the Oksana Bayul story. Who the Oksana Bayul story? Oksana Bayul. Oksana Bayul story had to do with Shadow. okay because those movies came out at the same time, and those were mo both movies that I watched. Crying inexplicably with my mother, and that my father and our cousin walked by and was like, "What is wrong with you?" Because we're like, "Oh, shadow!" And then watching Oksana Bayul at the end, like it's the real Oksana Bayul, and she's like doing the. She goes, "This is for you, Mama," because her mother Explain has died. Oksana Bayul to people, Leslie. <laughs> Oksana Bayul was a Ukrainian, maybe um Russian. I think Ukrainian. I'm going to look it up. A figure skater who was um just she'd had a very hard life and so they made this made for television movie about her she won a, a gold medal in the olympics and so at the end it's all like her mother was a single mother and she was sickly and very sateen from um uh moulin rouge moulin, you know moulin and rouge. so she dies and so like the end the fictional oksana you know she's dressed as a swan or whatever and she wins this gold or whatever so then they switch and it's the real oksana Bayul, and she says in russian for you mama and she skates and my mother and i are like sobbing on the couch and my cousin kimba who was living with at the time walks by he goes what is wrong with you <laughs> we're like we don't know. Well, and if I have this right, Oksana Bayul won in '92 the Nancy Kerrigan Tanya Harding year. Do I have that mm -hmm. right? I believe so. Girl, that was a mess, y'all. If y'all have only seen I Tanya, and y'all didn't live through wow. the insanity that was that situation, Ukrainian. Yes, I remember that right. '92. Uh, '94. Oh, so I'm wrong. Oh. No, you're right. That was there. That was right. That was '94 girl right anyway so uh more thoughts on independence day like i couldn't wait to tell you the tunnel story because that's like the biggest thing i've had in my mind since like 1996 and driving in maryland through um through tunnels um 
yeah it was it was a wild movie and i really enjoyed it this time too knowing what i know you might did say to leslie and sam in our messenger thread that we have um that watching this now with wars happening all mm-hmm. over every all over really hits kind of, go it hits kind of differently and it i was thinking though so this movie came out in 96 and um Will Smith's character, right? Oh no, uh Bill Pullman's character was a golf war, it was a golf war mm-hmm. hero, right? Yeah. Early 90s. And where this was juxtaposed, hold on. I'm sorry, this is a mom moment. Hey Alex, can you go in another room because we can hear you? I thought you said golf. Like oh, my son said he thought it meant golf war, like the sport golf, which would be very interesting. <laughs> the golf wars, it was terrible. Tiger Woods swinging on people, you don't know. <laughs> That's why, I see, golf balls from, um, that's why I always see Bob Hope with a, a golf uh, <laughs> club across the shoulder. I know what. <laughs> Someone make that movie. Um, so, but again, this movie was perfectly like juxtaposition between really between 1991 and all that, the things that were happening in the golf. And then we were five years. We didn't know it from 9-11. Uh, yeah. It's, you know, the fall of communism, right? So Russia is no longer the villain. You know, um, and uh, you know, America basically was like casting villains until until uh, until nine eleven. Um, and the the aliens in this case they represent this like completely, you know, you know, a, a disconnected, um, uh, you know, terror threat because they're just, you know, they are just here to wipe you out. They've got no political agenda mm-hmm. other than they want everything that you have and your life. Um see they wouldn't come now because the planet's dying. It's a crap planet, honestly, mm-hmm. at this point. I, I can't what resources do we have? They'd be like, yeah, let's skip over that one. Or we'll just we'll just blow it up now. <laughs> so we don't really care about it anymore. We can stay gain stand to gain nothing from this. Um yeah. So this has been such an exciting thing and I, I would like to to have you back if you'd ever like to chat with us again because there's i feel like we could get down a rabbit hole of rabbit holes um Mm -hmm. for some really cool stuff but um we always ask at the end of this having discussed this in the cheese of it all do you still believe that this is cheesy and if you do do you care um this movie is definitely cheesy uh I, I think it's very intentionally cheesy i think it wouldn't be as great as it was if it wasn't cheesy um i think uh that's just the the kind of the the, the magic of this kind of film that is is you know looking at uh the, you know these kind of big american ideas of uh of you know you know uh strength and 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 defense and so on and so forth and you know it's just like well you know what if we just like stamped on them and saw if they if they, <laughs> if they could come back um and you know and they and they they win the day in the end you know um i think one, one of my um one of my favorite lines that i caught on on this on this watch is um jeff goldblum's uh wife saying um uh, you know, like, is, do, you, do you have to go and like, you know, try to um, try to, you know, is, you know, do you have to be on the spaceship to, you know, risk your life? And um, and he like he's, he's been drinking a Coke can this whole scene, a little bit of product placement. And then he finishes the Coke can and he throws it in the recycling bin. And he goes, you know, I've always been trying to been trying to save the planet. And it's Aww. like that is, you know, it's it's so cheap. It's so cheesy. Uh, and then, of course, you know, Emmerich would go on to make The Day After Tomorrow, you know, this like big disaster movie about climate change that was like. You know, oh, it's, yeah. it's a 20 year old movie now at this point and it's like you know, wow um is it yeah yeah i think it's 2004 yeah that's wow crazy yeah so yeah. that's what else, so what other things quickly has what other movies has wrote well in america made Emmerich did um he's got his big disaster movies most recently moonfall the movie about the moon being an alien spaceship that has that crashes into the earth um oh it's terrible he did 2012 the movie about Mayan predictions of the end of the world in 2012 being true um he did Godzilla uh the Matthew Broderick one yeah dreadful movie but with some very fun like New York exploding moments um and um but then he also did and a movie that is definitely making fun of America kind of rah 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 us which is mel gibson's the patriot which is oh. another independence day type movie it's a film he where did that it, movie? 
He did that. Yeah, yeah. That's Mel Gibson single-handedly winning the War of Independence. Um, <laughs> and uh, and like there is, I've rewatched that recently. It's it it actually is a it's a fascinating one because it's so like it's so clearly like <laughs> like I mean, about like the, the idea of of I mean, Gibson's very into the into the rah rah rahness of it, but the movie is not. I mean, Jason Isaacs single-handedly yeah. kills like Mel Gibson's whole freaking family. Yeah. Like he 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 face-to-face murders um he's ledger yeah mm-hmm. and then well, he then he puts his wife in the in the church and burns down the church it would and then kills his other little kid in the beginning he kills everybody and by the end of the movie my very sweet aunt who's like nine years older than us we were yelling kill him kill him by the end of the movie and i'm sorry you went off in that tangent one of my favorite lines in the movie ever is when um it, but it i mean yeah mel gibson problematic people but when when Heath ledger says you're treating me like your child he goes you're my child and that has always stabbed me in the gut because this was way before i had kids but still thinking about that line mm-hmm. is just ooh, ooh, ooh. i'm sorry that was my patriot um I i'll it. give you I'll give you one 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 big tip for Roland Emmerich. One of the best things you can do with your day is to Google image search Roland Emmerich London House. Oh. Uh Roland Emmerich bought a house in Knightsbridge in right London. Now. Uh, which is like the fanciest area in all of England. Like it is just like the most, the poshest neighborhood that there is. And he bought this like, you know, beautiful Georgian house. And then he completely redesigned it personally in the most insane way possible, decorating it with, there's a, um, there's a coffee table and built into the coffee table is a scale replica of the Kennedy assassination. Um, There is, there is a, there's a stuffed zebra, uh, just like a full size stuffed zebra. Um, Underneath the staircase, uh, he has a wax, like in the kind of like the Harry Potter closet. um, He has (laughs) a wax model of Pope John Paul II sitting in a rocking chair. I see it. Reading the obituary of Pope John Paul II in the New York Times. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just, he has all these like bizarre, he's like fascinated with kind of propagandistic imagery. So there's all this yeah. like, you know, uh, American, you know, military stuff on the walls. There's, uh, Saddam there's a lot Hussein, of like, there's Mal. a Saddam Hussein. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of communist imagery in there. He's like, he's just, he doesn't believe in any of these things. He's just fascinated by the aesthetic of it and that that's why as i was saying like i don't think he buys into the politics of independence day i think he's just finds it fascinating he finds the pageantry of it fascinating i think he finds it kind of camp uh but it's um he's he's a maniac and he's wonderful i i I think he's just um uh a really strange blockbuster filmmaker um which is just you know all too rare I like the big, and we, this is a constant, as we wrap up, we keep saying we're going to wrap up, but like wrap up. I was like, one of the constant themes of the show is that we like big because big mm-hmm. and earnest and over the top is mm-hmm. read cheesy to a lot of people, but feed that into my freaking veins, man. Just literally give me the most sincere like, it's why I like Westerns, like the less problematic ones. It's like Lynn knows one of my favorite movies is the remake of the Magnificent Seven, because once again, a movie where almost all the famous people die. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only people besides Denzel who live are not famous, at least at that moment. You know, all the famous people, they're going to die. Because um, oh, it's yeah. just so like, we're coming to, we thought we were just being mercenaries to save this town, but now we really care about them and then we're going to die. Um, great, 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 great There's- movie. There's an amazing moment in 2012 where, like, basically the idea is that, like, every single type of natural disaster simultaneously happens. Volcanoes explode, tidal waves, everything, everything. And uh, John Cusack and Amanda Peet are playing a couple who are kind of, you know, their relationship's kind of falling apart. And they're, like, shopping in a supermarket and and they're in the middle of the aisle. And uh, Amanda Peet says, like, you know, I just, I feel they're having an argument. And she goes, "I, I feel like there's something coming between us. And a giant fissure in the earth opens up down the middle of the aisle, oh, no, splitting no. them apart. <laughs> and, like, to me, that is, that is like, cheese perfected you know um it's uh you know, it, it's it's not everyone's taste but it's just like that that kind of oh, I, I don't think it's good but it tickles me it's fantastic <laughs> well david where can people find you 
Um, I am on uh, the website that I shouldn't, I wish we wouldn't name, but uh, I'm definitely okay. not going to give the new name of it. Um, but uh, um, you can find me there. Um, I tweet a little too much, almost entirely about movies um, yes. at uh, Deus Ex Cinema, uh, D-E-U-S-E-X Cinema. Um, uh, otherwise, you know, um, stop by the Whitney Museum sometime. You might catch something i helped install but uh otherwise uh next time yeah. we're in new york man my son and i are in new york a couple times a year we take the Lovely train up stuff. so we will definitely uh give give you a holler um thank you david thank you lenny lynn thank you producer sam um thank all of you and as we always say keep it easy keep it breezy keep it cheesy bye-bye <laughs>